Today, 50 states but just 7 answers. Welcome to Game Shows, I suppose. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Niche Podcast about the one thing that I know something about game shows, I suppose. I'm your host, Jordan Haas. We have a fantastic episode today. We'll be talking about America Says, a modern game show, as in it's on right now with the one and only Rhythm Bastard. I know him as Eric, and we have a fantastic show. But before we get to that, we got to get through the news. So it just hit me that I've been doing this for 84 episodes now. Time really flies when you're talking about game shows, I suppose. <laughs> anyway, uh, as you know, COVID-19 basically knocked everything out. I mean, the only like what I mean, I saw Family Feud Africa clips with Steve Harvey hosting this week. That was fun. It's fun seeing Steve Harvey do Family Feud in South Africa. And him trying to figure out what is South African customs. To me, that's kind of a fascinating look in, into different worlds. And when I watched it, I was like, wow, this pr is proof that Family Feud is such a versatile game show that any country uh, can, can like basically make it their own. And it's an easy play along and anyone can play. And that's why I enjoy it. Uh, other than that, like kind of weird uh seeing nylon news uh abc definitely has summer fun and games still i saw a promo for press your luck during episode two of who wants to be a millionaire it's still a boring show i'm i i wish i i enjoy i love millionaire but i just can't get into it I, i'm still trying to piece the, into words why that is um anyway uh i'm i went through as much news as i could uh and the menace uh, according to UK Game Shows, uh, Dora Ennis is now the sixth chaser, uh, making the chasers on the UK game show The Chase. Mark Labette, Sean Wallace, and Haggerty, Paul Sinna, and Jenny Ryan, as uh, they will show up to do beat the chasers next week. That's that's a brand new game show. Check it out soon. Uh, that's I guess a promotion. It's very fascinating to me uh, how this is, uh, but I mean like. I, I got as much as I could. Most of the news I got was like, oh, Charlie Brooker has a new uh, special that's like a antiviral wipe or something for coronavirus. Um, but other than that, uh, so Jeopardy, uh, Grace of All Time Tournament, one of the best things to happen this year in the world of game shows, you know, before all the horrors hit, even though horrors were striking at the time, too. Remember the impeachment scandals? <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, the Jeopardy! Grace of All Time tournament will be airing yet again, but this time around in syndication. They're going to be playing all the games. Uh, but of course, because those were hour-long specials, they're going to be breaking them up in different halves. So one game, 
is going to be broken up into two episodes, two different days, basically kind of like normal Jeopardy tournament rules. Um, not only that, but they're going to also play uh, the winners' first and last games. And if you've already know, it's Ken Jennings. So we'll be seeing some early 2000s Ken Jennings uh, play some Jeopardy. His first game where he won, and then his last game where he lost. Relive the good old days of Jeopardy uh, here here in, in the world of television, which you know what? I'm here for. Uh, Jeopardy is a versatile game show, and you know what? Sometimes wearing a rerun is fine. I think that I think if if it, it might be a fun adventure to go through a year like a year by year basis. If you wanted to be really kind of silly, go by a year by year basis of different Jeopardies, and I kind of like what they did with Netflix with the first episode of each season, uh, and go from there. Because, uh, I mean, this is a trivia game show, and seeing, like, different generations of game show might be fun to re- revisit. Uh, so, maybe that's something to look forward to. No word yet on Wheel of Fortune. I don't know. Uh, to me, maybe it, it, it's kind of showing more and more how little people care about Wheel of Fortune over Jeopardy. And I thought that was America's game. Um but who knows? Maybe it'll get better. Uh, also, because of COVID-19, you know there's singing competition shows like The Voice and American Idol? Well, they're going to continue on with their show, and their bright idea is they're going to sing at home. That's that's the gimmick. So Voice and, and American Idol are both going to have the contestants sing their songs on a microphone while at home. And then you're gonna have like I guess a Zoom call with the judges. Say that was a good performance. That was your best song this week, or that was the weakest. Uh, you could have done better. To which now, it's in the interest of filler. It's my time to finally uh, sing some songs in the hopes that I can also be your American Idol. Closing time, open all the doors and let you out into the world. Closing time, turn on all the lights on over every boy and every girl. Closing time, one last call for alcohol, so finish your whiskey or beer. Closing time, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I know who I want to take me home. I know who I want to take me home. I know who I want to take me home. Take me home. Closing time. Time for you to go out to the places you will be from. Closing time. This room won't be open till your brothers or your sisters come. 
So gather up your jackets, move it to the exits. I hope you have found a friend. Closing time, every new beginning comes with some other beginnings and yeah. I know who I want to take me home I know who I want to take me home I know who I want to take me home Take me Thanks for having me here on American Idol. You know, it's a dream come true to be here on American Idol. Number one show, American Idol. Love singing, dancing. Love to be here, American Idol. Number one show, American Idol. Love it being here on the American Idol set. I'm here in Hollywood. Woo! Yeah. Oh, wait. Now I have to hang on. Um, I don't know what the hell that was, but that was not singing. You are you are making a mockery of of the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity we are giving to these people, and I don't appreciate it. I know uh, if Katy Perry was here, he, she would be very pissed. And I know Lionel Richie, he would say the same thing he normally says on the show, which is kind of nothing, to be honest. But, um, anyway, I guess this concludes a really bad impersonation and a really bad singing song. I agree, Luke Bryan. Can't wait to see more American Idol. Where were we? Uh, oh, yeah, some news. Uh, anyway, uh, so uh, ITV is piling a lockdown reboot of Family Fortunes, which is Family Feud here in America, uh, by filming in contestants' homes. Uh, this was from Deadline this morning. ITV is reinventing Family Fortunes for the coronavirus age, bringing new life to the entertainment show. Uh, Talkback Thames, the work of ITV to highlight a lockdown format. Uh, so no uh, shiny floor studio instead will send cameras into the homes of two families who will compete to win cash prizes by second guessing the responses to a survey of the British public uh, observing the UK's strict social distancing rules presenter will be stationed at a third location to preside over the two teams all three will be filmed using remote outside broadcast technology it remains early days and ITV has yet to decide whether family fortunes will go through the series but there is a feeling in ITV it's a good time to experiment with the format and you know what it's a good idea. Once we speculate, Alan Carr would be a candidate given he's hosting Epic Game Show, so it pushed Gary into more game shows of his game shows. Uh, but Gogglebox has shown that some appetite among British viewers to see families in their homes during lockdown is also uh, available. Uh, so there's no word yet on who's going to present this new rebooted version of Family Fortunes. Family Fortunes. Uh, so, I mean, I'm available. You, you heard me sing. I'm a good candidate. Probably knowing our luck with how this is going to go, it's going to go to Rylan Clark Neal, isn't it? It's going to go to Rylan again. Rylan's going to host Family Fortunes. Like, like he's the new Vernon K. <laughs> but um, anyway, I, I think that's a good format because uh, I said if there's a coronavirus, game shows, if they're going to continue, it's going to have to be something that you can't really Google the answers to real quick or cheat at. So it's going to be guessing games like Password or family feud in this instance i the only thing that i'm wondering is how are they going to do the buzzer instance that's the only thing going through my head is that head-to-head showdown in the beginning of the of the of the round so it, it means to be certain also uh probably 
probably somehow uh, a way for uh, players to know it's their turn uh, and not to get cheated if there's like, say, five people or six people in the house. But who knows? I, I think Family Fortunes might just be that kind of format. Family Feud's obviously a playable game, very versatile game. I could see it working out. It, it, I would enjoy watching, seeing uh, two families try and play <laughs> the Family Feud uh, in homes. So go for it. You can get Steve Harvey on the line too. Lip British public loves Steve Harvey just as much as Africa and America. I I, I don't know. Um, and finally, uh, you know HBO Max, HBO Max, and and streaming stuff. May twenty seventh. Mark your calendars, the premiere of HBO Max and their two hit new shows, Craftopia with Lauren DIY. I mean, looks fun. And Vogue House Bullshit, no thank you. Uh, sh- sounds like fun. Uh, and also, if you have Disney Plus, and let's face it, you probably have that package with Hulu and Disney Plus and ESPN Plus, so you can see that Michael Jordan documentary. So more likely you have Disney Plus. Uh, Big Fib is going to make its debut. Can you spot a fib better than a kid? Find out on The Big Fib, a new Disney Plus game show hosted by Yvette Nicole Brown. If you're a burning guy, you're going to be uh, considered racist if you don't watch the show. Uh, and Rise Darby as the robot sidekick Clive. In each episode of this comedy game show, a kid starts by playing a worm, a warm-up run where a silly liar and an authentic expert share fabulous fibs and fun facts. Starring the up-and-coming comedic talent, I'm putting that in air quotes, uh, the round is played for laughs as well as always having a nugget of real information about the topic, rather it's ice cream, tree climbing, or toy design. Uh, next, our kid contestant plays the main round where they question an expert who is paired with a really good liar on the same topic. It's up to our kid to find the fibber. There are visual clues, fascinating props, a hot seed round of rapid-fire questions, and various topics including jellyfish, venom, and killer plants. The show culminates with the expert in the liar standing under the fib, fib foam machine to await their fate. If our kid chooses correctly, the liar gets foamed! <sighs> the fig foam is full of outrageous truths that sound like lies and audacious lies that sound like the truth. See, they're doing foam because, you know, like, you can't really use slime. That's a Nickelodeon thing, and it's foam because it's like, you know, like soapy water. Disney don't really do much with messes. Not even on, like, off the wall. Yeah. Uh, So, hey, you know, Be Our Chef is still on the air. You guys want to see theme? You can only do the Rad Tooley episode once. Yeah. I'm with you. Anyway, should we just start today's episode? I think we should just start today's episode. Game Show Network for the last decade has been very strange, to say the very least. You gotta remember, at one point... There was only Game Show Network. If you were a Game Show fan, there was only one way to watch reruns of game shows. I mean, yeah, there was USA Network back then and, you know, Family Channel. But now it's all about Game Show Network. And they had a laundry list of shows. But then, even though they had, like, you know, original shows like Whammy Only Press Your Luck and Friend or Foe and Cram, uh, Win Tuition, uh, Russian Roulette, uh, 
sooner they kind of had to take a, a revival approach and then it went to reality shows and then they went to documentary uh reality and then it weaseled its way back into studio game shows with the likes of things like the chase and idiot test we are in a new generation of game show network and gone are the days of elevator we are looking at uh essentially what is challenge from five years ago where it's they're trying original formats to see what works they're very low stakes very passive because by owning their own original shows they don't have to pay anybody but themselves so game show network has basically done play-by-numbers game shows for at least the last five years now depending on who you ask in the game show world that's good or bad I'm one that's like a flip of a coin. Uh, so a lot of GSN shows now involve very passive shows. It's not really confrontational. Divided will probably never be picked up for now. But it's more of a what's a one or two game hook to get people to watch that's easy for them to understand, uh, that's easily available to figure out someone that's kind of has an okay Q score that has an okay game mechanic that has a very game showing a basically game show network is now the game show network <laughs> like if you're looking for basic ass game show game shows game show network is the place to go so if you are looking for like your your generic game show that is like name that answer or find that question that would be on game show network these days uh, so it's a hit and miss. And it's always with that one guy you kind of remember from television. That's always kind of the case of Game Show Network in like the last, I would say, five years at this point. And I would say it all started with this show. America Says. America Says led to things like Common Knowledge, which led to things like Get a Clue, which led to things like People Puzzler, which led to uh, Mastermind slash Best Ever Trivia Show. And to say the least, like, this one actually is pretty fun to watch. When you first heard it, Family Feud knockoff. But the more you watch it, the more you kind of understand the game format, and the more I got to keep reminding people, quit saying things are knockoffs and ripoffs. Like, game shows are all about game mechanics in one form or another, and little pieces of other shows are bounced into other shows. Double Dare does not own the right to dare the opponent for double the points when things like the Million Second Quiz did it and the Double Dare before that did it. So it, to me, it's just not really uh, uh, you have to call things a ripoff. Uh, and America says it's more balderdash than uh, Family Feud. And it leads to very funny moments. And I think it's a very comical show. And... I hope by uh, the by uh, listening to this episode, you might get interested to find some episodes. There are a few fuel episodes up on YouTube right now. Please give it a watch. But I guess before we get to that, we got to go through uh, the interview. So let's turn the table. With me on the line is music artist, uh, uh, composer, co convention goer, heavy metal singer, 
Most of you know him as Rhythm Bastard. I know him simply as Eric. <laughs> Hi, Jordan. How's it going, Eric? Welcome to the Game Shows I Suppose show. It's it's going pretty good. Thanks for having me on. I you know it's I I like listening to this podcast because it's just like oh it's just so wholesome. It's like I really like game shows. I want to share them with the world, and then I die a little inside every time Quibi is mentioned. Well, I'm glad you asked because by the time this like episode airs, Quibi has already launched, and everyone's already seen all of season one of Chrissy's Court, the fun Ooh. show where Chrissy Teigen plays a courtroom judge, and she gets to be the judge for a small claims violation that's between eight to ten minutes. Oh, okay. Or Andy Samberg hosts Dishmantled, a show where a food gets smashed up into people's faces, and they have to try and replicate it. Okay. Okay. Um, so I, I thought with Andy, Andy Samberg, it'd be like he threw it on the ground. Kind of like that, kinda, exactly. Or, mm. or maybe you want to see the revival of Legends of the Hidden Temple. Mm. You were talking about that, and I, I don't know how that would work. How would you like to see Floored with Liza Koshy, where Ooh. contestants get to do dancing, but the catch is the dance floor moves along with them, and if they're not careful. Uh oh! It's like killer karaoke, only less painful because it's less time and less uh, probably endangering snakes and spiders. Yeah, that's true. I think that's exactly why Steve left that show. To be honest, yeah, I don't blame him. You know what? I hate that format so much. I hate I hate snakes and spiders, and so not because I don't like it. I just think it's a, just a poor choice. And yeah, it's it's animal cruelty. Uh. There has to be some kind of protocol that's like, okay, like these are dead snakes. No, the there are alive is- snakes because you want to see them try and snap and bite the contestant as they sing songs. Ha ha. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Funny. Ha ha. Tee hee. Yeah. Luckily, we're no, watching but- something that is not killer, nor is it karaoke. Yeah. It's actually a wholesome show on the Game Show Network that actually is a recent game show. Like, if we had to go with like, a game show that came out in the last five years, this is, this is it. one of those ones. This is one of the Game Show Network originals in what I call the new batch of Game Show Network yeah. originals. Uh, yeah, a lot of people it, are I- still stuck in the old batch of, like, Five years prior, which was like the chase and idiot test and emojinius chain reaction. I know you guys. This Those is the new batch. Than five years ago. Yeah. Longer than five years ago. Wow. Okay. The new batch like... is. It starts with America says, and then it right. is common knowledge. Uh, God get a bless clue. Joy for... Masterminds. Yeah. Uh, and I guess nowadays there's a people puzzler coming soon based on the crossword puzzles from people magazine i want to say how would you make that in the game show but i remember like so many formats from the 90s as a kid growing up where like i would just half see like these weird con like you know crossword puzzles and stuff and um god speaking of like old game shows from the 90s uh, this uh, podcast that uh, I listened to that one of my uh, D- members from my D&D group is part of called uh, Barking Points Memo, um, they were talking about like really old game show concepts from the 90s. Like they were talking about Nightmare and the Crypt Keeper game show. Both just of which covered I just covered. Have- that was that's really like as of the time of this recording, that's this week's episode is going to be that show. 
Oh my god. With the uh, Chris serendipity. Vera. With Chris and Vera. And yes. Oh, I have stories about all those shows. Nightmare as well. That is technically okay. a game show. Even though it's a D&D campaign, I consider a D&D campaign. It is a game show because there's a win conclusion, a loss conclusion, and there actually is a prize for winning the game. Ah. Uh, those who yeah. win get a little small trophy. I believe it's a golden scroll. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it's a because it's British game shows for kids. They don't really like give away like trips to Disney World and mountain bikes. Although they did in children's episodes of various adult game shows. Okay. I once watched a uh, British uh, game show called Strike It Lucky. And they had a Christmas mm. special with all kids. And they flat out just went like, here's a Nintendo and a bike and a keyboard and a computer and like a stereo. I don't care. Have all this. Yeah, because it's like the Christmas episode. You want to you see the kids go home happy with their fun little toys. And, and me, you know, I love Crystal Maze. And it's like all that stuff is there. Uh, Nightmare. Just crazy. Yeah. Crypt Keeper's Haunted House. Was that like they're, they're trying to be their most obscure game show? No, I think they were just talking about um, different, you know, game. Uh, no, they were talking about like the Great British Bake Off and all like the, these very calm, low stakes, you know, tea time uh, game shows that are just like chill to have on in the background and watch and stuff. And, you know, the subject went on to British game shows of like Nightmare and that kind of stuff. And, you know, they, they just kind of went on that tangent. Okay, because I could say that's like only connect. That is definitely countdown. Yeah, which would definitely translate into Great British Bake Off. Uh, closest to an American version is probably like a Lego Masters right now, uh, mm. making it with Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman. Right. Okay. Because uh, there's not a lot of chill acts. Because we're still stuck in that phase of we have to have com- conflict and confessionals where it's like well i made a better souffle than daniel let's fuck daniel and the prizes have to be big and bombastic and they can't be like yeah you know what? you just cook the pie real good here's a pie tin and then you know you, you you make a pie for your friends and your family at home and it's like ooh, what kind of pie tin is that well i want it on the great british bake-off <laughs> they're like ooh, i'm very impressed and that's how I assume that conversation usually goes. Yeah, like, oh, do you like my uh, bowl that I won playing Mastermind? <laughs> it's just this glass bowl. That's it. Mm. Would you like some tea? I got it from, a, here's a countdown teapot. <laughs> yeah. There's uh, just, like, so many, like, pieces of swag I got to convince. And I'm like, well, you know, I don't really it's very rare to find something where I'm like, yes, I'm going to make sure I unpack that whenever I fucking move or I don't sell it and throw it away or whatever. I feel like that would also be one of those things that you look at it and you just have so much of a tough time, like, throwing it away. Well, that, that's... I, you know, I hate to, like, to always do British-American counterparts, but I would compare it to... If I had to do equivalents, uh, the Agrocrag from Guts. Because there's yeah. really no other prize on Guts. It's really just the Agrocrag trophy. Right. So it's the it's that trophy. It's that little thing that you got that's kind of what makes it special. But I feel like, you know, like, oh, well, you know, I could still use this pie tin versus, oh, here's this two foot tall thing of plastic that <laughs> I don't know how to make light up anymore. 
Excuse me, I'd like to call the helpline. Uh, the batteries in my aggro crag died. How do I? Uh, how do I switch them out? So, I mean, like, if you really want to go into that route, like, that's I think that's why a lot of prizes in some of these game shows are practical prizes. Did not a lot of people go and think about, like, when you see the prices right, like a car is a car because it's reliable. Uh, yeah. Crypto, that's an experience, which is, you know, us millennials, we love experience. But then it's like, oh, well, why am I getting like a washer dryer or a refrigerator or a knife set? It's like, I don't need this. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You just don't know at the time. Yeah, it's like, oh, wait a second. Oh, God damn. Where the... I remember I have a knife set because I won it on the great British. Uh, 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 you not nailed it because you got nailed it to see the the first half. You won that cake decorating set. Okay, I was like, I was just thinking, like, what has knives in it? And I remember, oh yeah, five finger fillet, mumble tea peg. Oh no, not no, no, no. <laughs> the great the great British mumble tea peg up, or the, or the American version would be extreme five finger fillet. I'd... This is the only game show where if you know your digits, you can win $500,000. No, you do math equations and that's because your digits and that and like however successful you are, like you have that little time to play five finger filet. And if you like fuck up, you get money taken off of your thing. What is stre- it's the most stressful game show on because ca- normally you have to use your fingers to count but <laughs> we created an alternate game show ladies and gentlemen uh, d- don't like Jordan just ble- bleep this part out we'll we'll workshop it off camera we, we got this coming soon to MTV yeah uh, for uh, it's it's the high five game show yeah. all right well Game Show Network. This is the modern yes. uh, group of uh, game shows. So this is, starts with America Says and works its way to Common Knowledge uh, right. Masterminds, or also known as uh, Best Ever Trivia Show. Uh, then we got uh, the classic Get a Clue, and that, and then we have People Puzzler on the way. Uh, this okay. is the first of them, America Says, yes. and uh, hosted by John Michael Higgins. A lot of you are like, who? who's John Michael John Michael Higgins, and you know what? He's, Bless you. He sounds like yeah. He sounds like he was in Dynasty or like one of those really old shows, like a, a bit actor in Magnum PI or something like. You would just well. Like, I'm glad you asked. He is famous for being basically character actors. He's a character okay. actor. Uh, I know him from a bunch of stuff, like a whole lot of weird stuff. I, I want to try and, like, go through as many as I can right now. Right. But, uh, all right. So, uh, first, the the big one that everyone knows is Pitch Perfect, because that's on his, like, GSN. Who is this guy? He's he's John Smith. He's he's the dad in, in Pitch Perfect. Okay. Uh, and it's just the... It's just the... Oh, he's the commentator guy. He's like, oh, what a great song in the... Pupeta. Um... He's also in a lot of um, the oh god, uh, their, their names escape me. Um, the the uh, best in show, uh, um, a mighty win, like those guys. I don't know what the like collective name is for that, but like he's been in a lot of these like off kilter comedies, like Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story. Yes, you uh, know, 
he was in Dewey Cox. Uh, he was in one of my favorite things, The Late Shift. He played David Letterman in The Late Shift. Really? Yes. <laughs> huh. He was that Dave. He was, hey, you know. Uh, I, can, I can see that, actually. Let me double check real quick. Yes. Uh, okay. So I also, just because I know some of you are big fans of theme parks. You guys are big fan of theme parks. I like theme parks, yeah. So uh, he also is in a special ride. What kind of ride is it? Yeah, so if you ever go to Disney Parks and you go to Test Track, you ever saw Test Track, the guy yes. who was the I'm going to make sure you're safe, buckle up for safety guy? <laughs> okay. John Michael Higgins. Really? I, I'm looking at it, and there is there there are a couple things that I, I'm seeing. Like, okay, you're like he did that for it. Okay, he's like, that guy. He, it really yeah. is. Like his whole resume is. Oh, he's that guy. <laughs> yeah, Harvey Birdman, attorney at law, Mentalk the Mind Taker, two four zero one, penitent penitent tangent from Halo Two. Yes, uh, but he seems to be also like part of a couple. Variety explainer shows like I'm seeing a couple uh, Adam ruins everything and drunk history here. Um, he is uh, oh god, I, I just saw the credit and I can't find it. He is a uh, Varric from uh, in uh, Legend of Korra. He is. Um, he just oh man. Um, no, he will. Okay, so I'm I'm seeing his community credit and I remember who exactly that guy is. There is he's also like, one of the he, he was also like plays my really character in Tweenfest. What's up? There's he also plays the dad in Tweenfest, Todd Crawford. In uh, okay. there was this one sketch show uh, created by Nick Sorelli and Brad Evans. You know that was famous people who did the uh, who do a lot of great like sketch comedy on Twitter and famous okay. for the moves like Bloomberg dance. Okay, those guys. Okay, they made a whole little sitcom about like what if there was a internet celebrity personality like event like a VidCon outside, right? And they wrote this funny thing. And John Michael Higgins plays like the dad of one of the influencers who's trying to run the event and clearly doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> you got an extra hour in the ball pit. Oh, no, it's no, it's worse. It's like Little Caesars presents behind the scenes of Tween. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about these kids. Who the fuck? Are <laughs> and like he is like having a meltdown. <laughs> It is he voiced fantastic. The I'm telling stuff. you, he's one of the funniest actors, funniest people out there. Okay. And he was nominated for Best Game Show Host for America Says. Okay. So, like, clearly, he is definitely a personality. He is a great personality. He fits the mold of a game show host. Yeah, very well, because he has like he has a lot of goofy dad energy. That's exactly. It's like a dad. It's like you got your dad to basically play. I hate to say, uh, what, what's that game called? Uh, it just it just dropped the man. Uh, the, the the I was gonna say Balderdash, but no, it's not. Outburst. It's Outburst, basically. Oh, okay. Because cause if you ever play the game show, Outbur like ever played Outburst, the board game, it is kind of like right. if I said, here's the category, name 10 things in 60 seconds, you would just start naming as many things as possible. Okay. Uh, this game show is called America Says, and stop me if you heard this one, it, we ask a, a big group of people from all right. across America 
we asked them uh, to fill in the blank or fill in this statement. When I think of uh, New York, I think of blank. Yeah, it's, it's America. Hence, America says I'm with you so far. And uh, they <laughs> fill in the seven most popular answers. Uh, that sounds like a very novel concept. I don't know what we're talking about, but I'm glad I'm on the show to to, to a group to of four it. takes on a group of four. Some of them right. have a blood relation, sometimes just yeah. friends. Yeah, like uh, I think the episode we watched were like the super fans versus the football moms. That was it. That was the free episode that came out this week. Uh, I think that was from this season, like the most recent season of America Says. So I noticed that when it said on YouTube, it was uploaded two days ago. So do they regularly rotate out the free episodes or how does the, I the think game show what network? The GSN did is they're just uploading a few of these episodes right now just to give it quote unquote taste of their lineup. Okay. So kind of like with, the, with Nickelodeon with the Crystal Maze episode. So now that you've seen right. it, don't you want to get a GSN subscription so you can watch the, more of this show? Because probably a new season is starting up soon. Okay. Yes. All right, uh, and they're they're starting right now. Also, they're doing it also. I think because uh, as we're recording this, coronavirus lockdown is hit, so a lot of us are just stuck indoors, and they're trying to figure out ways to kind of get you to watch Game Show Network in this time of crisis. Not me, because I work in construction, and we got to show up all the time. That's an essential job. Yeah. Are you at least six feet away from the other? I mean, everybody. So I, you know, I, I everybody knows me as Rhythm Master for doing like the nerdy punk music and going to conventions. I'm also part of several podcasts, but I'll plug that at the end of the show. I'm going to respect the format here. Um, but my day job is I am a laboratory engineer for a uh, place that does geotechnical surveying. So what that means is that when you do construction on a site, we, you take samples of the soil and what kind of concrete you're using, and then you bring it to our lab to make sure that it is all up to the relevant code. So most of my job is testing what the grain breakdown of a soil sample is, how dense is it, how, what's the breaking point for the concrete you're using at X amount of days. It's a very brainy job, but it's not super essential. So as long as construction's happening, we have to be there. So I don't know how much longer we're going to, uh, I don't know, but uh, Hey, at least I'm not using my sick days. So this episode's brought to you by silt, silt, yeah. nature's concrete. Exactly. Uh, no, actually fly ash is nature's concrete. I remember doing a report on it like 10 years ago during college. Uh, because it's actually used as a substitute, I believe, for proper concrete because it's, if not stronger, when you mix it in with cement and it is the burn off, and fly ash is the burn off you get from when you burn coal. So you're technically recycling it and you're not having all this like loose refuse everywhere. So it's, it, it's, it's eco friendly. It's carbon neutral. Yeah. Cause it's coal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> clean. No, I'm not doing that joke. It's not clean. I, I love, we love doing jokes around here. We love comedy. Yep. Uh, so it's one group of four. So here's the form. I've never seen America Says before. Uh, a, a group of four versus a group of four. Each of these groups have a, something in common. Like, they're all hockey moms. They're all 
uh, wrestling dads. They're all uh, family. Yeah, they're either like a family or, hey, we have a regular board game night and we've been doing it for 20 years or something like that. And like sometimes they have to wear costumes dedicated to it. Like uh, one time I remember they did LARPers. So they all had to wear cloaks for some reason. I mean, as someone who uh, cosplayed at a convention, you know, who got, no, actually, um, so I, I, let me just start over again. Just edit this bit out. So uh, I, I very carefully considered what cosplay I was going to bring to a convention in Boston because it's a matter of fitting it in the suitcase. And I'm guessing if they're LARPers, they probably have very elaborate costumes or just a lot of big props that they probably didn't want to like pack in a suitcase. So they probably just called ahead. And it's like, yeah, we'll just get cloaks for you guys. Yeah, pretty much. A lot of this feels like I hate to say, like, the producers of this team kind of uh, force the tell on people, but it wouldn't right. surprise me if they got uh, the wardrobe department to have to run out and grab cheap, like, nylon cloaks. Right. Or, or uh, tennis shirts for the tennis players. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of this, if it, basically, I, I would like to say this, um... I have people work on the show, so I'm not going to really just get all angry about the show because I like it. Um, yeah. But it is the perfect game show. I will say this. America says it's the perfect game show. If you ever want to know what is everything that goes into making a game show, even mm. more than like uh, a Jeopardy, even more than uh, Price is Right, look at an episode of America Says, and you'll see how many people have a job there. And I can almost assure you there is someone whose whole job is hiring audience members for America Says and paying the payroll department to make sure everyone gets the 50 bucks a day. Yep. And it's like all these little bits and pieces, like the survey, someone's working the light board. And uh, it is a game show ass game show. Game show ass game show in the words of giantbomb.com. Uh, <laughs> It's the it's this fascinating game show. Uh, yeah, one group of four versus one group of four. You have thirty seconds to name the seven things on a list. To help you out, we're giving you the first letter of each answer. And now, if it's multiple words, like say New York City, you will see an in space Y space C. Right. Uh, if you get it wrong, and it pa- your play passes to the next player in line. Go as fast as you can. Give as many answers as you can because you don't know. For every correct answer you get in round one, it's worth 100 points. Right. And when, there's a bonus if you do if you, if you you just do a full run of the board during your turn. If you run the board, it's 1,000 points, meaning if yep. you play it correctly, for some reason, 1,700 points, uh, which is a lot. It, but, it is a lot. But if you fail, and most likely you will, play passes to your opponent now they can steal 100 points for every correct answer they can detect with no time limit i mean it's it's i don't think they like pressure it as much but it's like the family feud time limit it's we're gonna give you enough time to breathe you're not put under a strict limit the music isn't going but hey listen we can't be here all day we got like 30 other episodes to record by lunch. And pretty much they don't really care that much. Even though there's $15,000 on the line, hold for applause. Uh, 
so it's like, what would you say? And your goal is basically fill the board. If you make one mistake, just one mistake, the round ends. And then they get to my favorite part. And this is really my favorite part of America Says and why I love this game show so much. John Michael Higgins then lets the show breathe like one to two minutes. And he talks to the crowd. He talks to the audience. He talks to the other team. He talks to other people on the team and go like, what were you thinking? What were you thinking as well? Were you thinking this? Uh, this happened? Oh, what's what yeah, the answer was? Oh, you were you would have had it. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. So, and, you know, also uses that time in between rounds to be like, oh, yeah. So, what are you super fans of? What are, you know, uh, yeah, just, just to kind of, just kind of like give the show. Yeah. Just to give the shows kind of some breathing room before they go right into the next round or and, right into commercial. And does some like great improv work, lighthearted improv. Like, he makes this look real easy. And I'm telling you right now, as someone who studies game shows, I guess nowadays. Yeah. It is not easy. So John Michael Higgins makes this look like a cakewalk. And that's why I think he really deserves that placement of like a game show host nominee. Because yeah, he, he is just, he fl- it flies by an episode of the show. Yeah. Uh, you don't of really course, the other team then gets another uh, puzzle. Uh, and then they get to play their round and back and forth. So after each player gets one round, that's 100 points, up to 1,700 points. Round two obviously means... Double money, double yeah. double points. Yeah, uh, the money round two, we double everything, two hundred yep. and two thousand. And of course, this is where it gets catchy because you know, this is where I would normally have a field day and go, "Ah, I hate this." Arr! but round three is not a catch up round. It's not a oh, if you get like two right, that's a thousand points and you win the game. No, no, no. <laughs> It is simply put, triple points, three hundred and then three thousand. Yeah. Which means, and if you're smart, you can tell this means that it really could be anyone's game, because a one plus two does not equal three. No, it does not. It does one plus two equals three. But just because you like screwed up the first two games, means that it's still possible you can win in round three, if the next team just royally messes up that final round and then you ace it. Yeah. But I mean, chances are you figure, okay, on an average, you get four out of the seven or three out of the seven, right? It's not going to be, it, it's going to be pretty neck and neck for the whole game. And I like it. Uh, whoever wins, whoever gets the most points, cause it's all point game goes under a bonus round. But not only that, they get $1,000 cause it's game show network. Yeah. Which, to be fair, I mean, like, fine, a thousand bucks. I'm not going to complain about getting a thousand dollars. And I mean, chances are they probably got like the expenses paid to fly out there. They are not and, flying like, out. Those are all L.A. area people. Oh, okay. Uh, they do, however, get people from other uh, states because uh, a lot of their casting is through Skype. So a lot through of the Skype. time, if it's a family. Or it's a group of friends. It's because, say, like, uh, San Diego Comic-Con's that weekend. Or, okay. Hi, we're all New Yorkers, and we're all going to our friend's wedding. He's getting married, so we all decided to go on a game show. Okay. And the, Okay. So it's they're not flying. They're not paying for their flight or anything. It's just kind of like, well, you're here. You have a day, right? Can you just, like, yeah. go to Sunset Gower Studios? Yeah, like, are you crazy people? No? Cool. You get to be on a game show. That was all the audition you needed. Wait, we don't do woo-woos? 
No, no woo-woos. I mean, What's some of them do woo-woos. Some of them do woo-woos, but it really is just like a natural woo-woo. What it's, is a woo-woo? Because I don't know. A siren. I call them siren contestants. Okay. okay. Oh, okay. A siren contestant is when you see, and you've seen a lot of these game shows by now. Yeah. When like like the deal or no, I hate to say deal or no deal because I like that show, but like the early deal or no deal. I hate to say card sharks or press your luck, but just that woo yeah woo yeah woo okay. yeah. And it's like no, that very fake. You're acting excited, yet you really clearly don't know what the hell's going on. And it just really yeah. is a tune out because you're not actually happy to be there. And I can detect that in a heartbeat. Mm. But some casting director says, no, this is excitement. If you are excited, the audience will be excited for you. Yep, that's how that works. I've seen Millionaire. When Millionaire uh, did that, my, Millionaire in the last seasons uh, did Siren con- type contestants half the time because you want to have woo. And what I've noticed is when they get a siren, they blow it. They fizzle out. They lose like after like question four. It's like, okay, shit. Now I actually have to think about the questions. Fuck. Yeah. When, when millionaire contestants are really ones who have stories, the best millionaire contestants were ones that could tell a story like, oh man, I, I would know this. My wife uh, used to work at JPL and she was studying astronomy. So she would know it's Pluto. Pluto, finally, like something like that. Well, it's actually uh, the answer, what is Mickey's dog? But yeah, sure, that'll work. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, if it was like a Disney question, like uh, which of these rides first opened at Disneyland? Oh, man, my my mom went to Disneyland opening day, and she told me all these photos. She had all these photos from my grandma, and it was great. And uh, there was tears. We went through it because it was her 60th birthday. And she smiled and we took her to Disneyland. It was great. And she, that's why I know she went on the Jungle Cruise finally. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and that, God, I, I, like, it's been a hot minute since I saw it. But that's why Slumdog Millionaire is such an interesting movie in that regard. Because, like, as that framing device of all, like, these little stories that in this, you know, kid's life that he went through. Oh, geez. so I, that's. I haven't yeah. really dis- did a dissertation on that. But yeah, that's basically the appeal of Slum. Like, Slumdog Millionaire is supposed to be, contestants are supposed to be that main character. And that sort of, yeah. like, isn't it convenient you have these answers? But of course, or, I should just point this out. The game show's not that corrupt. They're not sure. There's not like a mafioso guy going to break your arms in the bathroom yeah, he, for getting answers right. I, I forgot who the first contestant was, but it was like the first contestant that won a million dollars on Millionaire because that was back when you know, Millionaire was event television. Like, oh shit, it's like a week and you know, you got all these people going on. It's like, and, you know, you're rooting for them as opposed to as it went on, it was just, you know, a regular syndicated. It was show. John Carpenter, by the way, John the Carpenter. IRS guy, okay. the, the guy who did the which of these uh, presidents appeared on Laughing and then used his phone a friend and went, Yeah, to be oh, like, Yo, uh, I don't need your help, no, but I'm going to tell you what a million dollars. Yeah, yeah, that that was such a baller move. Um, but yes, yeah, so even like the Smarty Pants contestants, they talk through their logic. So you still, even though it's not like, oh, you know, oh, I, I cried because like some emotional family story, blah, blah, blah. It's I 
it's oh okay so this is that and this is that it, you know like oh there's a connection so i the audience member am learning something as opposed to just the right answer i'm learning why it's the right answer even if it's not right factually there's a backstory yeah exactly so if it's wrong oh this was why yeah um, but and I, I say that because that is a type of contestant I mostly see in America says compared to woo siren. Yeah. Clap, 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 clap. And there's clapping. There's applause. There's, you know, yay, we did it, but it's in a natural state of, yeah, we did it. Not a, oh, oh boy. Yeah. Because it, it's still a, cause it's a very tense show and everything when it is the, the team's turn is just complete tension, and they fuck it up a lot. That's the goal. The whole goal is that viral ability, because it is supposed to be, when I think of baseball, I think of blank. And then you see a letter P, and then someone says peanuts. Yeah. And then someone says penis, and then you're like, what the f- or they're like protractor because it's a p word that they just happen to think of, and it's the, the the difference between you know a wrong answer on um, America says versus feud. I don't know like yeah Family Feud okay I guess we're just making that comparison. Well, let's now. Just go straight to Family Feud. People compare the show to Family Feud. I could see where it comes from, but I would yeah. say if you're gonna say this stole from something, say Outburst. Don't say Family <laughs> Feud. Because Family Feud, there is still the ranking of, um, you there know. There is a what, top what, answer. That's the big, bold answer in the center. But other than that, everything else is scattered around. Yeah, and each one is worth the same amount of points. So it's not like, okay, well, we got the top one, but we don't get any points for it because we got the three strikes and then the other team got their question right. This nope, is, you keep points. Keep building those points. You have time. Yeah, exactly. And you, whatever you bank within your 30 seconds is time. But you just see some people just short out so hard and they don't even say like a pass or something. It's just like, uh, uh, they, they just go up the whole 30 there seconds. Is a, there was like, a couple of rounds up. where I, I've seen where it really was just the contestant froze up for like the 20 seconds of the 30 second clock. Yeah. And, and, I was, you know, as a musician, I took very careful note of the, um, the, the one going in the back, the, the sound going in the background, because it's it's this very simple bass riff, like do 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 And then it just keeps going up in key over and over again. It doesn't really get that much faster, but it's but it does build that tension because like, OK, the music's getting fat. The music's getting higher in pitch. You got to wrap your shit up. You got to burst out those last few answers. Do 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 and then usually right after the 30 seconds is up, then suddenly John Michael Higgins will start doing the like improv like, so tell me again why protractor in baseball. Uh... Well, you see, in the Seinfeld episode where George Costanza stopped having sex and suddenly became smart, he was telling the baseball players about how you got to use angles. So that's what I thought of. Well, I mean, that's smart. I mean, that's a, then that makes a really smart answer. I don't know any Major League Baseball players who bring a protractor to the field, but sure. <laughs> like, that's usually a Michael Higgins thing. 
Yeah, like Steve Harvey just freaks out over the answer. But Yo, you no- out your damn mind. You say protractor on the baseball field. You, Pro- you don't bring, who bring a protractor to a baseball? You bring a bat, you bring a ball, you bring a glove. Like, that's the three. And then he goes, and then they're like, as he points, he'll add another little joke to it. Judges, does the board say protractor? Because Alex Rodriguez is doing math equations at his shortstop position in the little dirt field. And then you, and then someone, someone says, "Like I'm sorry, Steve." He goes, "You shut the hell up." Because that's family. Uh, I'm moving on to your next family member. And usually. <laughs> <laughs> on this show, he, he he does the rib, but in a way that's not like, I'm going to embarrass the hell out of you right now, because we already know you're under time constraints. We don't know really why you said it, but we want to play the bit right now. Yeah, I, I think in the episode uh, we watched, the free one, it was, uh, uh, I, I still have the blank for my wedding, and there, you know it was a C word. So another thing about the answers on the board is that it starts with the first letter, but it also gives you a clue to how long the word is because, of, you know, it's just like they hit underspace in word or something like that. So if there's a very short line, it's a very short word. If it's a very long line, it's going to be a very long word. And the lady was like, cat? And yeah, John Michael Lucas at the end was like, oh, yeah, I still have my wedding. <laughs> the wedding cat. Yeah, the wedding cat. You know. It was, it, it was a present from uh, Uncle, Uncle Bob. <laughs> and then he would just like tell like a like it was almost like a spark for an improv scene like that's where it comes yeah from. Uh, exactly like okay I need a place wedding and I need an animal cat perfect okay we're good and then and then you get your little scene going and that's it that's that's how it works whoever gets the most points at the end of three rounds goes on to the big bonus round with a thousand dollars this yep. is where all the rules change. Because there's no longer seven answers on the board. It's now you have to play through multiple rounds. But you have six seconds on the clock. And 60. Yeah. It, it plays almost like, and I hate to say this because you have never heard this game show, so I have to reference it right now. Go ahead. Pass the buck. Never heard of it. It was an 80s game show hosted by Bill Cullen. That sounds like an 80-ass game show name. Uh, and the whole gimmick was, like, yours for contestants. And it was like, let's have a group. So it was like, I want you to name as many uh, Disney characters. And they would just go okay. down the line. Pluto, Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, Huey, Dewey, Lou. And every single time an answer was up, the, the pot built. But if you get one wrong answer, you're out. Okay. And then it was just rinse, repeat. And then the final round... You had basically just like four blank screens, and for five thousand dollars, you had to fill all four blanks. There's no clues. We just tell you a category, and it's not like what's the most popular. It's just any four random obscure things they can come up with. Okay. So it was like name four sitcoms, TV sitcoms, uh, uh, Happy Days, uh, uh, Cheers, uh, uh, oh, All in the Family, Ding, uh, oh, uh. Oh, friends. Uh, oh, let's see. Laverne and Shirley, Good Times, and Stepford and Son. Oh, tough luck. But it's okay. Second chance. Three answers now. <laughs> okay. And your category is now Mel Brooks movies. Spaceballs. Uh, 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 the producers. Um, 
Blazing Saddles. Oh, time is up. I'm so, so sorry about that. You should have said History of the World Part 1, High Anxiety, and the 12 Chairs. So sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like that level of fuck you and it goes to two and then there's one with just one answer (laughs) okay so the whole idea is as long as you got one right you're still alive (laughs) okay and if you got just the like the complete row you win the game like you get the five thousand and obviously impossible to win this kind of plays similar to that where you have to go through one round with one category with one clue for instance, uh, when I think of uh, Frogger, I think of blank, and it's an A word. Alligators. A. Probably alligators. No. Arcade. Think You did it with three seconds. Yeah. Wow. Now you got to go to level two with two answers. All right. Uh, my favorite uh, character on The Simpsons is... H Homer beat <laughs> Bart. You did it. Wow. You got two. Yeah. Woo. All right. I'm going for the big money here. Next round. <laughs> All right. Uh, when I graduate from college, I can't wait to get a blank. Uh, J. Right. C. And an H. Uh, I'm going to go with job. Bloop. House. Bloop. Car. Bloop. You did it. Yeah. <laughs> you did it. Yeah. I'm kicking ass at this game. This is America Says, by the way. If yeah. this is as interesting playing on a podcast. Uh, so then... <laughs> Then there's a four answer, and you also have the skip button if one of the questions is you you just blank out on it. But it can only be used once, and they have to go back. Yeah. Uh, so it goes from one to two to three to four. If you fill in all ten answers, you win the $15,000. Woo! Uh, <laughs> and uh, the funniest thing is there was once a perfect game on the show. Really? Yeah, uh, a team, and this is from Wikipedia, October 29th, 2019, a Canadian group called the Canadians uh, okay. swept the house. They got 10,400 points in three rounds. Uh, in round three, they actually stole some points, too. Really? So they got the 1,700, the 3,400, and the 5,100. Uh, huh. It is also one of the few games you can actually play on GSN.com. You can actually uh, play the game. Okay. Uh, so, I think this is what makes the show fascinating. Uh, I, I I wish I can just grab an America Says like game right now just to see if it like plays. I don't know if they have any music or anything. Oh, geez, there's the uh, American flag. Okay. We're going to play an online version of this right now. Oh, okay. there's the music and everything. There's the music and everything. Oh, right. geez. Let's see here. <laughs> uh, 
Let's uh, let's do this one. Uh, all right, let's uh, let me uh, pr let's put the let's do this. Here we go. Okay. We're sharing the screen. All right. All right. Stop sharing that screen. I am gonna keep sharing everything I can. Here we go. So it's this weird. There it is. I, it's okay. on our screen. Yeah, look at there, Sean Michael Higgins. My well, kid's favorite thing to eat is blank. Pizza. Let's see. Pizza. Yes. Ice cream. Yes. Chicken nuggets. Yes. French fries. Uh, 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 pizza again. There. Oh, it has a noise. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, oh God, what's the fucking L word? Um, what's a C? What's an L? What's a P? Cereal. 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 Nope. Um. Uh. Uh. uh chocolate. Uh, uh, cookies. Okay. Team. That's we gotta make it oh, That's the thing. The time we is still playing out. background. Uh there's an L and a P left. Alright, um I'm gonna say a P word that kids really like. Uh my kids favorite no. thing to eat is blank. Yeah. Time is down here. Uh, oh, time's up. Lasagna and pancakes. Ah, okay. My kid, by the way, is Garfield. Okay. Uh you got five for five hundred points. You need 1,600 to go to the bonus round. All right. Round two. My favorite thing about Halloween is the blank. Candy. Costumes. Decoration. Kids. Um, okay, so there's B, a G, and then M, M. H M. HM, okay, I can't see it goes in the screen. Uh, 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 curvy costumes. Nope. <laughs> Damn it. All right, um, uh, mischief night. Uh, no, there's not. Haunted mansion. No. Uh, uh hayride. Gore. Uh, 15 seconds left. 15 um, seconds. Alright. Uh, pass. Okay, you're going to me now. Uh, horror movies. A uh, ghost. Oh, I only had one left. Pumpkins. 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 Okay. Alright. Hey, you got your 1,700 points, by the way. You need 400 to go to the bonus round. Listen, it's, we just got to get two answers right. We got this. When I hear my favorite song, I blank. Sing. Turn it up. <laughs> yes. Hum. Um. Laugh. Uh, roll out. Uh, 
dance. Slide, comma, electric. Electric slide, though. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, pass. All right, let's see. There's an L and S and an R. I, would, I like to... Uh, sexy. <laughs> I like to... Uh, I like to... Uh, listen. Listen to the song. You listen to songs. Yeah, okay. I like to... Uh, um, you... Uh, you sing, you... Stream it. Scream. Stream, I meant. Time's Stream, up. Let's like see here. Spotify. We got Smile and Rock okay. Out. Okay. I feel like there's a lot of overlap there. Hey, we made it to the bonus round. All right, we got We're this. We're going to play for $15,000 in fictional money right after this. Oh, man. I'm going to do a shout out to my large adult son, Kyler. You know, this is fifteen grand. We're going to take that money. We're going to go to Disney World, uh, even though it's on lockdown. So I'm going to get Disneyland Adventures for the Xbox 360. We got, we're That's buying a connect with our thousand dollars. Um, yep. Here we go. So here's how it works. According to this weird JPEG image of John Michael Higgins, guess the top answers in four sets of questions stuck, hit skip, and we come back to it later. Just like the big button. You get all the correct in 120 seconds. We make it easier for you. Normally it's 60 seconds. This is 120. And you, well, I guess game. because you have to type it in as well. All righty. You ready? Ready. When I have the flu, the only thing that makes me feel better is blank. Soup. No. Sleep? Gone. When I need good luck, I try to find a blank. Four-leaf clover? Um. Penny. Okay. You can skip. Yeah, skip. Last Valentine's Day, I bought my wife blank. Flowers. Uh, candy. Dress. Dinner. Uh. Next. I'm pretty fast, but I'm nothing compared to blank. Cheetahs. The Flash. Wow, The Flash. Roadrunner. Um... Sex. Sonic. Sonic? The Hedgehog. No. But no, just type in Sonic. Maybe that'll work. Uh, um, you can always skip and go back. Skip. Oh, we can't we can skip and go back. We don't get the one to skip. Okay. Can no, I give you the look? I try to find a blank. FC. Uh, favorite coin. Uh, Raggle Rock. When I need good luck, I try to find a blank. Um, FC. Before, try to hyphenate for the floor. Yes, next. There we go. Okay. Need more time. All right, uh, I'm doing the need more time. Oh, hey, it's oh. a commercial ad for... Yeah. Uh, because I, I think we got screwed over by a hyphen. Yeah. So I'm you, I'm playing the 15 seconds just to help us out here. Yeah. Uh, GSN. Yeah. Okay, back to it. I'm pretty fast, but nothing compared okay. to blank. S. 
Sonic, S-O-N-I-C, because I think you typed it wrong. Okay, so, um, Sprinters. Sprinters. Steeds. No, Steeds. Oh, Steeds, like horses. Yeah. Um... God, what's what's like what's Marvel Speedster superhero? Um, Quicksilver. Oh, no, 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 that's not an S. Damn it! Yeah, time up. All right. Time is up. Superman, the other fast superhero. Superman. Okay. Oh, time is up. Unfortunately, you couldn't get the fifteen thousand dollars today, that's but okay. you got through uh, nine of the ten. That is yep. worth no money. And we'll be back after these messages. Like says, is on twice a day. Now oh, boy. <laughs> it's two times the fun. Two times a day. And two times the whatever this is. No judgments here. America says weekdays yeah. at 4.30 oh, yeah, and all yeah. new John episodes. John Michael Higgins definitely has that game show funny network. dad energy. And not like the shitty funny dad energy where it's like dad jokes. Because dad jokes. It's just dad jokes. <laughs> yeah, dad. Well, I mean, here's the thing. There's a difference between a dad joke and a funny dad. Because a dad joke is basically like input output. Like, beep boop, I see a t- someone making tuna. You can tuna piano, but you can tuna fish. Beep boop, input hungry. I'm blank. Hi, blank. I am dad. Beep boop. Like, funny dad energy is, th- there's, th- there's a little more leeway to it. You know? It's the uh, it's the we're going to the Walmart. I'm going to go to the toy section and play the toys with you. Let's pick yeah. the toy out. Yeah. Uh, and you know, fun dad is in quote air quotes, but he he does the, a good the, you job. Know, it's the dad, I hate to say this, like in some families, you know, it's like you don't ask the mom if you want to do something because you obviously they'll say no because that's too dangerous, you know. And but you ask your dad, yeah, go for it. That sounds cool. <laughs> Go. Yeah. <laughs> and that causes that's John Michael Higginson's whole career is basically that character. The dad that will let you drink. The dad who will say, I mean, I'm not gonna buy it for you, but if you find a way, I'm not gonna, you know, bust you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if hey, you listen. vomit, I, I you're paying for the cleaning bill. <laughs> like that's <Yeah. laughs> that's the stank of his if you Listen, vomit you on this weed, carpet, you can buy the weed, but you got to tell me who your hook is. <laughs> Not for me. I have a guy. <laughs> I have a guy already. I just want to make sure that my guy. I don't want you buying weed from any punk ass kid on the street here and invading on his territory. No, you better tell me who it is because it's like, wait, he's paying $40? I'm paying 80 What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> This better be the, it's the same strand and everything. What the fuck? <laughs> this is uh, really, it's even a better strand. How the fuck did he do this? How the hell? Uh... And then he starts grooving to like a Spotify playlist of the Doobie Brothers for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> I got one more super dollar. <laughs> uh, that, that's a, what I love about America Says, though. It is such a casual show though it is a show that you could even put on mute this is what i like about america says if you can put the show on mute and see what's on the screen and play along you still have a winning show yeah because it's 
Yeah, it's a very laid back show and you can kind of play along at home and it's like, okay, let me just edit this podcast or you know, like check this, read the story or whatever. And then you, you look up and it's like, uh, things that are blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, blank, blah, blah, blah. You can kind of play along without it and then go back to your work. And it's not quite, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? Because it, like, not every game show has to be an event. Not everything needs to be twenty-five million dollar uh, wheel of fortune uh, superset. This, this really is every. It, you know what the fun thing is? It even is not even game show default because the price is fifteen thousand. Not even game show default at ten thousand, like it normally is. That's really? the only huh. complaint I actually have for America says is. $15,000. They really couldn't make it 20 grand, so it's 5 grand per person. <laughs> they had to yeah. really. If it was me, and you know how we normally do, like, though, how would you do this? Like, the first thing, if I just, just $2,000 and fit, fit in, uh 20000 if they win, that's all you had to do. <laughs> yeah, or like. You do it at certain segments. So if you get like the base one, okay, that's like a thousand dollar question. Yeah, then there's no money for winning the game, but you get thousand, two thousand, five thousand, fifteen thousand. Now you're talking. Right. For each like for each question you complete. So that way it's like, okay, you're not going nothing. But we still want to encourage you to, you know, try your best at the thing. Because that way even if you, you know, tank on one of them, like you still have a thousand bucks, most likely. Yeah, you you still got some money out of. Uh, that's you know, I'm trying to figure out like what would I do to fix the show up. Like, there's a few things I would do. I like the scoring mechanic though. The thing is, I won't change like the format itself of like here's the seven and here's the play along because I think where it stands now, it's perfectly segmented, fun play along factor. Uh, everything yeah, plays where it stands, and it's just fun. It's just like. It's a classic, casual, fun show. Not everything needs to be big money quiz, celebrity right. uh, showing up to promote stuff. Yeah, and you know, you, you mentioned about one important factor of game shows is do you want to be on it? And I don't think I want to be on America Says, but I really liked playing it with you just like as we were just now. So it's a fun game, but it's there's just nothing like super glamorous about being on it so i think one thing i might change since it's very local casting very loose casting very casual like just do a week where okay we're doing a batch of episodes here in you know los angeles and now we're doing a batch of episodes in chicago and austin texas and new york so it's not you know and it's a very simple setup you have the light board you have the two sets of podiums you really That's just uh, you really just uh, spoiled my Wheel of Fortune episode right ah, now. Yeah. Well, I mean, even then, Wheel of Fortune did that before. Because I because my pitch for Wheel of Fortune, if I ever changed it, was it should if they call it America's game, they should show America. They should go like travel the entire like country. And America says I think could do that. Yeah, because it's America saying it. It's America says, so they can go to Idaho, they can go to Michigan, they can go to Wisconsin, Minnesota. Imagine that, like you're at the Mall of America, and here's America says, and here's John Michael Hick, everything's the same. Yeah, and even then, you know, for the final round, like the the, the four answer question, 
could just be something really obscure to that region. Like you do it in Idaho. It is, um, you know, like what are the four best brands of potatoes or what are your four favorite type? Cause you know, Idaho's what, potato russet, country. They know we're, uh, yeah. Red skin. Uh, uh, yellow, yellow cutie pie. I think that's one. Okay, <laughs> you're doing course, way better than I would. And of course, uh, everyone's favorite French fry. Yes. Um. <laughs> but no, like if you if you do that whole like town to town kind of thing, that makes it fun. Yeah. Uh, because if the idea is America says, I think they should really amp it up. And I hate to also, like, I bring it past the buck. I also want to bring up another game show here that also has America in its title, Let's Ask America. Uh, it was a game show that yes. happened five years ago. Kevin Pereira from yeah. Attack of the Show hosted the it. Show. Yes, yes. I'm like, oh, he got work after that. He did. Good he hosted him. Attack and that one life hack show on True TV that comes on after Adam ruins everything and before the Carbonaro effect, but not during Impractical Jokers. Oh, no, you got to keep Impractical Jokers in its own thing. Because that will just, Impractical Jokers cast a shadow over us all. Impractical Jokers, which, by the way, is a game show, uh, is, is, is one of those things where it's like, oh, that's interesting. So Let's Ask America was a show where they call people from Skype. Like, this is a far out thing because it was like, like five, six years ago. Imagine oh, yeah. this. Voice over IP game shows. <laughs> yes, I actually did see a few episodes of it. And it's like just people. It's just like a tie. If we're a tiebreaker, it's like go get a piece of tape in your house and you have to unwind all of it. Yeah, like that's it. The dash for cash. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's that little special. And the questions were all like, what do uh, women from Seattle find more attractive, Chris Helmsworth or Liam Helmsworth? Yeah, those kind of questions. And it's like, that's the questions. And it's just. <laughs> and it's like that kind of like talkability. That kind of viral ability, the fact it's viral like through Skype means you don't have to fly them out. You just have to send over like a webcam, a microphone, and the little uh, t-shirt, cup, uh, whiteboard package. Yeah. I mean, it's – and that's like what? 20 bucks in postage as opposed to – Oh, it's real – like it was simplistic to, to produce. Yes, I know some of the people who worked on that show too. Uh it is one of those things where it's like, this is so replicable right now. I'm surprised they haven't decided to reboot it, <laughs> especially it's, during coronavirus, COVID-19. Everyone's stuck at home. You might as well bring it back. Yeah. And I mean, you can do it over Discord or like whatever the new hotness is and get like the thing for that. But, you know, there is a game show and I, I and this is like an, an invitation to do this free episode idea. On Sunday nights on Twitch, there's this guy uh, called Smite, and he does this game show called Arcade Pit, where, and I've actually been on it once before, he sends you like a package of an emulator and like all the different games you can play, and it's basically Nick Arcade, but it's all done over Discord, so it'll be like, oh, you get to play this game, and make sure, you know, you play levels and you reach this boss, and, you know, everything is done with save states, and it's just a very tightly run operation, and I want you to have that guy on that show to talk about Nick Arcade. Smite, please come is... and talk about Arcade Pit. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah. 
Sadly, there are a couple Bubsy in there. Several Bubsy games. <laughs> but that's a recurring gag, play. is the Bubsy. Yeah. That's why I'm referencing it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dra- I, I have to, re- like, I have the compilatum. Like, I remember Drawbridge. They did. Yes. Uh, uh, there's the, uh, there's the Team Drawbridge. Yeah. And I mean, th- those are just different configurations of, hey, draw a suggestion or play this, and, do this or video answer game a question coach. about this game yeah. uh how many coins do you need to get an extra life in mario a hundred no 50 no which one shit there you go like hey like uh and then like sometimes it's a trick question super mario odyssey right trick question you don't get you get uh you get for 100 but the catch is uh you, it's really every 10 lives is every 10 coins is a life you don't get right. an extra life. There's no lives in Super Mario Odyssey. No, yeah. You just, yeah, you lose coins. So you have to use your noodle in that show. Yeah. So, Smite, please come on over this show. Uh, I would gladly go on uh, the the arcade pit, but I... No, we'll be, we'll be a fucking team. We'll own it. Uh, we'll, we'll own it. We're going to be super good. I think I still have the emulator pack on my computer. The Bass and Hass connection. <laughs> yeah, the Bass and Hass connection. Yes. Uh, yes, I love this. We came up with a five finger fillet challenge uh, game show. We're going to be on Arcade Pit. Listen, this is a we very good buddies episode. next. Everything's yeah. fine and dandy. Yeah, we're we're killing it right now. Because <laughs> like like it, it's. it's these kind of game shows are fun. Let's ask America had that same, like let's pull people from all across the country. So that's where my head's at. And mm. I almost feel like they had the same set at one point, but I think it's only because of the giant continental United States being used. Yeah. So just like uh, let's ask America. America says it ignores Alaska and Hawaii, Guam, Puerto Rico, the other U S Virgin islands. I, you know, I guess because they wanted it as one contiguous whiteboard, <laughs> and as opposed to like, because you'd have to add like Alaska on the top corner over there, have like little, I guess, wire metal arms sticking out where Hawaii would be, and then Puerto Rico and the the Guam and those islands in the in the the the, the south. Oh no, they corner. couldn't use Alaska as a timer. Oh, that is such a good idea. They didn't really think this through, did they? They didn't. Really... No. They, oh man, that, Hawaii that's... being lit up per answer. You got five. You got. Like, it's there. I'm writing it out for you. Yeah. John Michael Higgins, come on. John Michael Higgins, get your shit together. You don't have any say in this show. You just walk on the set and have fun with contestants. (laughs) But uh, that's that's the major takeaway for America Says. It's this lighthearted, fun game that's fun to play along, fun with friends. Uh, eventually, you know what? I should just probably just like grab a few of these and just play it over Skype one day, just like a four on four Skype challenge. You know, I'm actually doing, um, uh, so last year, uh, I did like a 12 hour marathon stream to raise money because my alternate, no, uh, my transmission got fucked up and I had to raise like three grand and like I did a 12 hour stream. And what I did was I had like, each of my friends play a game for an hour and that'd be their segment. So it's cl- the closest thing I'd do to being a- on a con. And I'm thinking that could be your segment. The game show want. segment. I would probably yeah. do concentration or something like yeah, that, that. You know what? We'll workshop. We'll discuss it off. Uh, we'll discuss it off camera.
Yes, I'll link this stuff. I'll link, I'll link the link to you right now so you can play it on a future okay. stream. But um, yeah, <laughs> perfect for when we promote the episode. Uh, America exactly. says it's the money. Really, feels like it doesn't really matter that much. It really is just the fun. Yeah, it's it, they get paid off camera, but yeah, it is it is a pretty fun the game show. So um, and I I was coming on here thinking like oh man this 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 show's on every time I come home from work. My dad is sitting on his ass watching it. God damn it, dad. And God damn it, America says. And then I go off to do my work for the rest of the day. But just talking it over with you, I'm actually I'm actually reveling in just how good and how solid it is. You know? It's a solid format. The third yeah. round being 300 and not 500 is enough for me to go, at least someone thought it through that if there's like a tie, they will have a like a quiz off or some sort of sudden death rule. Like there's all these things thought in play, and it, someone really put this kind of work into a format that. And I hate to say this, I really hate when people say, "Well, that's a rip off." Like, yeah, it's a Family Feud rip off. Yeah, but even you know, well, Family Feud. There's a thing of like, okay, you gotta think what's an obscure answer that they're not gonna get, and you gotta make sure you got to think of the obvious one first. With this, it's like, okay, let me just rattle off things as much as possible. I gotta be quick on my feet. I gotta know what I'm doing. I gotta. I, mm. It's it's a uh, I it's a talk around show. It's not. Yeah. It's, there's talk about which plays kind of like this. Like you have a category, give the ten words or clues related to it, like outburst. You right. have shows like Pointless where there's a category in play. Figure out the most obscure thing. What is the most obscure U.S. Uh, state capital? And okay. it works from there. Like that's how the this show works. It's it's supposed to be ideas of like things you would probably say to a friend, at least in some regard. Uh, like the one we saw is my favorite Marvel superhero. Marvel movie superhero is right. And the first lady rattled off like the first six really quick. And then the seventh ended up being Deadpool, which, yeah, I love those movies. But you, you probably think, okay, well, what's like the Marvel Cinematic Universe? And she, she probably like bitched John Michael Higgins for like a solid five minutes after that. It's like, okay, listen, we have to establish some kind of boundaries here. Or I don't know. Maybe yeah, because she was going like yet. Iron Man, Spider Man, Captain America, Black Panther, Thor. Yeah. Because those are all from the main, you know, Avengers MCU line, and Deadpool is technically still in the the Fox. The there. Fox umbrella, which is surprising, because I was thinking like Wolverine. Then would work if that was the case. If it's a yeah. D, so maybe this was like right at the time when Daredevil, the Netflix show, came out. So a lot of people were talking right. about that. Uh, right, or you know, um, uh, yeah, or Doctor Strange, but Doctor that would have been strange. And then she said Domino, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> That like she knows her stuff. She which knew is, her which, thing. She knew Domino. If only she knew the movie <laughs> Domino was in. From. Which is Deadpool too. Uh, yeah. And then he's kind of like joking, like you don't know comic books. You didn't know Deadpool. <laughs> to this one lady. <laughs> All right, John Michael Higgins. Let me tell you something. I got Domino. Okay. Listen, you want Taskmaster. Um, uh, Taskmaster, uh, uh, another matter, good game show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, matter Eater Lad. No. Um, what's next, see, Bob from Hydra? Yeah, Bob from Hydra. 
uh, or do you actually want to go with like weird, uh, like Marvel character could bring up uh, Squirrel Girl? Squirrel Girl. Uh, we should give some love to other X Men characters, like uh, Outlaw. <laughs> I'm just thinking ones that are tangentially related to Deadpool. Uh, because was... uh, actually Outlaw was part of a mercenary organization in the, I believe, no, it started off as a Gail Simone run um, where it's like Task, and especially the one by Udon Comics, which is probably my favorite design of Taskmaster, or at least the one that's easiest for me to cosplay. Uh, I just, uh, you know what? Let's get Gail on the show. Gail, I know you like game yeah, shows. Yeah. <laughs> Go on game shows, oh, I suppose. Man. No, I'm going to add both of them on Twitter. At Smite LP, at Gail Simone, at John I was Michael on Higgins, Ga- yeah, at Gail Simone, at John Michael Higgins. You gotta add John Michael. I'm sure John Michael Higgins might actually do this show only because he really. I'm not kidding. Like from folks who have met him and have spoken off, like he really is like the sweetest, nicest, like personable person in the world of game shows. Right. Yeah. Uh, so it's a lot of <laughs> he's real underscore J.M. Higgins. Okay. So I'm going to retweet John Michael Higgins. Yeah. Real underscore J.M. Higgins. All right. Oh, I just realized the uh, lit up podiums that everyone gets. It's like a little TV screen. Yeah, because that's where they have their names. Like they have the team name and then little, you know, like uh, the side screens where it's like, I'm Jessica. I'm Michael. I'm Robert. You know, et cetera, et cetera. So that, that's uh, like, I'm looking at the tech effect. on this now. Like I, I'm, I, I, folks, I'm having the episode up right now, re-looking at it, and yeah, it's like the set is very, I hate to say simple, but because yeah. all you know is the TV monitor that has the uh, Continental US, but the podiums are also a level of tech that's also very fascinating. And yeah, most of the time, as I'm watching this show, like in on mute. It really is just you're seeing that monitor. You're seeing the an expression I often hear is hold the blank. And then you see the whole screen. So you can really play along while this is on mute. And I love this. I could get yeah, distracted it's... doing a podcast with a friend of mine. <laughs> it's like, no, I got to see the tech. I got to analyze. No, it's relevant because we are just talking about. Yeah, it's a simple show that is the the equivalent of a tea time show, but it's, you know, it it plays in the late evening. You have it on while you're watching dinner and while you're taking bites, you shout out the answers or whatever. And, but that's just all to how good of a concept it is. I mean, I don't know how long it's going to end up lasting. I don't know how Game Show Network works or, you know, who's going to pick up the format after it's syndicated or whatever, but... That just means that, hey, we're actually kind of excited to talk about it. This is Hopefully this ends up being a good episode when it comes out. And that, I think what's the last takeaways we can have from America says? Families, friends, groups, the play along, the levels. And yeah, your dad watches it. I'm pretty sure because if it's probably around the time you get to work, it's America says... Uh, maybe other game shows can be Let's Make a Deal or The Price of Right or Family Feud. No, Chance, I think uh, uh, Common Knowledge is right. Because I know like those those originals. The GSN original block. Something. All right. Yeah, um, yeah, that, yeah. So he probably will be watching uh, Masterminds probably by the time this episode comes out, which is a fun show. Uh, mm. And maybe get a clue with Belushi. Okay. Yeah, folks, get a clue. 
Game Show Network's own. <laughs> if you love, and I know people out there are huge fans of Rob Belushi. Oh, yeah. Robert Belushi. Where are the Robert Belushi heads at? <laughs> yep. Rob Belushi. That was the Belushi I was thinking of, obviously. The Belushi. The, the Belushi yep. you remember. You, you've seen. Oh, yes. You know, Robert Belushi. He played Linus on How I Met Your Mother. Oh, yep. Oh, good old Linus. Everyone's favorite character. Uh, I, I, he was Jimmy in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yup. Oh, man. Jimmy was... Nah, man. You know, fuck that cock tease with Ward and him possibly being ta- Taskmaster. Nope, Jimmy. It was all about Jimmy on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It was all about Jimmy, the humanization of Lola. <laughs> um, You know... Colson, nobody cares. Whatever. He was on New Adventures of Old Christine. That, that was his real apex. Agent Colson, eh, pfft, whatever. Jimmy. Jimmy is the best agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. We got Bob, agent of Hydra. Jimmy, agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Gail Simone, I want you to get on this. Listen to this episode and just be like, yo, Marvel, I got an idea. First of all, I want the role for Gambit. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> Jordan plays Gambit. Well, no, it'd probably be a comic book, so it's not going to... No, make Gambit look like Jordan. He'll probably send you a bunch of reference photos. Yeah. Uh, I guess I, I'll be Taskmaster since, like, we're both shouting at Gail Simone to do things. Uh, well, the... I, I could play Remy. Uh, yeah. And, uh, look, I can't play Cyclops, so I might as well pick the, my other favorite X-Men characters. Yeah, uh, that's true. You could... You could get the Young Avengers started, Gail. Right. Young Avengers, right, right spec. Yeah. Uh, then come on game shows, I suppose, and we yeah. can talk about the uh, short-lived 1990s game show. Uh, uh, the, uh, the, the short-lived MTV's game show, MTV Sandblast, with Gail okay. Simone. Really? Okay. I was thinking uh, that who wants to be a... Well, that's... No, that would fall into a reality competition show. No, who wants to be a superhero is a game show. It is a game show because it is a prize. There's win conditions. And it follows the format of 10 Little Indians, 10 to 98 to 7 to 6 to 5, like any other elimination-based game show. Think Chopped. uh, Think uh, The Weakest Link, for instance. Yeah. Okay. Um, And that had Stan Lee in it. Stan Lee. And... Yeah. The executive producer for that show, by the way, was Chris Gore uh, from Attack of the Show, DV Doomsday, okay. Film Threat. Yeah, I know he's doing, you know, after Attack went off, he, I know he's not, you know, do, in that realm. And I think I still follow him on Twitter and he talks about, you know, like, oh, I'm on, you know, these, these various podcasts. And, you know how these fucking geek people are now that G4 is off the air. I, uh, you know what? I think that's, <laughs> I have a final question here, but I kind of want to do a bit where we just pretend we're on G4 attack of the show right now. <laughs> okay. What's up guys? What's happening gang? What's up? Uh, you know, what's epic for the win? I'm Jordan Haas. Welcome back to attack of the show. Kevin Smith will be joining us in a 20 minutes to talk about his new show, uh, silent Bob fart, fart, farts. And uh, in 20 minutes, also, we will be looking at uh, the hottest uh, boobs in comic books. But before that, uh, Rhythm Bastard's okay. here giving us Yo, the con up? report. All right. Listen, 
Yo, it's your boy. Listen, the gamers need to rise up and stay inside because a lot of cons are being canceled. San Diego Comic-Con, canceled. Uh, Emerald City Comic-Con, canceled. The coronavirus, you got to stay safe. Uh, I know we got uh, plenty plenty of shows to binge watch on Netflix. We got Movie Bob here to talk about <laughs> what's the best shows to binge. Well, on hey, Net- uh, thanks for having me. You know, uh, you know when it's the binge watching, you know. I've been watching a whole lot of Hillary on Hulu, a fantastic show, a documentary series about Hillary Clinton that I recommend to all my friends and family. Uh, All right, now let's review the newest iPad. So they made a new iPad. It's got all the specs that I'm going to pretend to know stuff about. It's It's got a hyper touch screen, so you can use three fingers now. Um, it's got all the apps, it's got all the space, all the RAM, and uh, we're going to talk, we're going to have a live correspondent from Apple Fest, the only con that hasn't been canceled. And who is it? Past uh, Gadget Prawn host, Chris Hardwick. Hey, Chris. <laughs> oh, Chris Hardwick, how's it going over at Apple Fest? You know, there's a lot of people getting canceled all the time, but you know, this guy, I'm not getting canceled anytime <laughs> soon. Let me tell you that much. Uh, <laughs> you know, after playing with the new iPad, I also had to wash my hands constantly because I was jacking off. Whoa. Oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. You never know what's coming out of Chris Hardwick's mouth. Yeah. You gotta make sure you have a black light at Apple Fest. <laughs> wow, Apple I can't Fest, believe it. Totally real convention. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we revived every game show. We just made G4 awful. <laughs> I'm pretty sure now I'm blackballed from ever hosting Attack of the Show reboot. <laughs> oh well. Hey, Olivia Munn got to be in next man. Hey, uh, so anyway, here's uh, Adam Sessler with his review of the new Animal Crossing game. Animal Crossing is a great game. If you ever want to figure out what is it like to step outside, you cut trees. You get to plant apples and other fruit. And if you didn't vote for Elizabeth Warren, maybe you deserve to get COVID-19. I'm just saying. (laughs) Anyway, Tom Nook gives you a house. Which is not true to capitalism. Anyway, I give this game a four out of five. You see, I always thought he had this kind of voice, and he gives it a five out of five. We are we stand Morgan Webb in this household. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, Morgan. I haven't seen much. I think Morgan Webb just works for like a consulting company. No, she works for like a smaller developer. Morgan like Webb, consul- I believe, works for indie developers now. Like, uh, yeah, Adam is a consultant. Like she- Adam's consulting work now for like movies to make sure they're accurate. I think she works for Bonfire Studios right now. Okay, what have they done? Uh, they have. Uh, they are the team uh, that. Uh, is formerly from people with Riot Games and okay. Blizzard. I believe okay. one of their recent games, jeez, uh, if I have to, I'm drawing a blank right now. I think one of their new games coming soon is, let me find it. I'm going on their website right now, so I don't. Yeah, I feel like they had something come out recently. Yeah, there we go. Do, do, do HTC Vive. Okay, so they're coming up with... Oh, there's Morgan Webb's uh, page and everything. Nice. Hey. 
Uh, let's see here. News blog, the fireside, bonfire book club. This feels like one of those they're gonna slow burn making the games instead of just you know crash and burn and crunch them out. Yeah, it looks like that's it. Uh, they're they're hiring right now, and the last update they had was uh in March twenty third. Okay. They're, they're hiring. All right. Uh, no word yet on what games, but it looks like they're showing off some Animal Crossing. They're liking some Animal Crossing tweets from Double Fine. Okay. So. I mean, I'm playing Animal Crossing, like an Animal Crossing. Avoid the tarantula island. Yeah, the, the, I've, I've heard about the tarantulas. <laughs> uh, I just want an island full of butterflies instead. Yeah. No, Let's it, all celebrate uh, Tom Nook, the good billionaire. You, you know, I realize that Tom Nook isn't so much a landlord. Because I have dealt with... It's, Tom Nooks in theory, because as I mentioned earlier, I work for a geotech lab and we got to make sure that everything in the construction process is copacetic. He isn't a uh, landlord. He is a guy that builds a house for you and just like, yeah, just pay me back whenever. He's like the guy on the street that gives you a CD and it's like, okay, now give me 10 bucks for it. But like with a house and but like the, the problem with Tom Nook is that he's a very sloppy contractor because there's no way he's going to get approval for all that shit in under 24 hours. Well, like a lot the of the tests. What? Well, he owns well, the yeah. island. So who is he going to get the permits from? I mean, I guess. But and plus they're animal people. They don't have any concept. of EP. Also, you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the the top thing, you know. Everyone says how Tom Nook is a good person. Oh, look, he's just giving like a free house. You just pay it back whenever. Yeah. No, no, no. You're living in an oligarchy. Because what's the only uh, method of communication in Animal Crossing besides speaking in person? Mail. The Nook phone. And oh. Who runs the mailbox? Tom Nook. Where do yeah. you buy? Stuff, Timmy and Tommy, who are believe the nephews of Tom Nook. Yeah, you where see, if Tom you can't Nook. go from the shop, you have to go online. You go to the Nook. You go to the Nook store. Yeah, you go to the Nook. You know chaos. what? That's where he's getting you. That's his interest. Yeah, he's like, well, I just, I just built houses for, and, and you know, like in the old Animal Crossings, you had like uh, Pelly and. Uh, God, no. There's like Pelly and whatever. There are two Pelicans that ran the thing. And like now he's just bringing all the business. Tom Nook is Disney. Tom Nook is. Well, I'm not going to say. Well, he is kind of actually Disney. I think about it. Yeah. And like, I, you know, now I hate how good the game looks. Oh, Tom Nook just like Tom Nook and, and the, the Timmy and Tommy just look so pettable and the fur looks I mean, so they're cute. Don't get me wrong. Like, they're cute. Uh, he and clearly like, seems like he's trying to be friendly to you, like you know, pay whenever. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, hey!" And like when you leave his little tent, he's like, "Oh, bye, hey, how's it going, bye." And like Timmy and Tommy follow you around while you're at the store, like, "Oh man, we should probably be really attentive in case he tries to buy something." Uh. Tom Nook, you know, he just I. I'm trying to figure out, like, what's the voices in Animal Crossing, like, for these people? And I always, like, 
I put Tom Nook with uh with Al- with Alex Horn from Taskmaster and uh, the Horn Squad, the the Alex Horn Session podcast, mm-hmm. his music group, his his stand up comedian, because it's because it almost has like this British charm to him. This hello, hello, yes, yes, you have uh, the bells. No, so just pay back whenever spit spot. Spitty bop. And then, like, Isabel's probably, like, an Amy Poehler, probably. Oh, yeah, like, definitely. Uh, yeah. You have to go with, like, a silly, like, clearly, like, a normal businesswoman having, like, a midlife crisis at any point because what the fuck am I doing? I have too many jobs. But she's, like, super excitable about it. You know, it's like, oh, man, I'm just, like, so stressed taking care of everything. But you know what? I'm doing lots of good. I'm getting things done. Go, Isabel. Now, now, who's the KK Slider? We love KK Slider. That's the good dog. Yes. yes, he's the best dog. The best dog, the groove dog. Yeah, I haven't seen him yet in the game. I know, like, on Saturday nights in the old... This is, like, the first Animal Crossing I've played, by the way, since the original in, like, 2001. Oh, the GameCube era? Oh, man, exact. that's the same for me, by the way. So, yeah, same. Like, we're just getting uh, into this now, so... So, uh, you do see KK Slider in, like, the second cutscene of the game okay you when you start making friends you see kk slider play and he's like hey you know you're lonely out here but let me tell you life you need friends i i think i can okay so like we're, we're clearly doing a mind meld here because i also see him as kind of like a very like chill just 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 a little bit of gravel and which is the teensiest bit of grit in the voice we can you uh, know someone who's definitely world weary but also like a friendly world weary like Not i was gonna tom, put like a tom petty kind of voice to him like uh hey it's uh hey i'm running down a dream and my dream is playing wherever the the road takes me you know it's rather it's this desert island Whereas in their desert island, I just have fun. Yep. <laughs> okay, now now you see now now I'm now I'm back to feeling good again. KK Slider, is, we stand KK Slider in this house. See, I'm bringing good. I'm bringing mean. I I I bring it all. Yeah, so, like we had that tip there when we brought up that asshole. Like the the, the, the new ways that Tom Nook asshole. Now it's like we're just thinking about KK Slider and all the fun jams he gets. So here's the final question. All right. Because we got a final question is this. We asked America to give us the top seven answers to this. When right. I think of conventions, I think of blank. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say cosplay. Beep. Panels. Beep. Special guests. Beep. Flash autograph lines. Beep. Um, I think of overpriced food. Beep. I think of the artist alley. Okay. I think of the dealer's room. All right. And I think of hotels because sometimes they're in hotels and it's and even in big conventions like PAX and San Diego Comic-Con. They usually have a lot of local hotels, usually have specialized blocks for people who are attending on going to them. And those go by pretty fucking fast. You got it right. Yeah, you, you won. You got the question correct, and now you can plug whatever. All right, nice. So I've I've been Eric, and I play music under the pseudonym 
Rhythm Bastard. You can find all of the stuff I'm working on at rhythmbastard.rocks. Because I rock so hard, I have to put in the URL. You can find my music on rhythmbastard.bandcamp.com, soundcloud.com slash rhythmbastard. Um, and I also release new tracks all the time on patreon.com. By the time you uh, hear this, I would have just released um, my cover of Ninja Sex Party's Three Minutes of Ecstasy. I'm also on like a 10-year project with uh, that and uh, St. Ian and a whole bunch of other nerd artists. We're covering uh, all the various Ninja Sex Party songs. You can hear me. I stream on Twitch sometimes, twitch.tv slash Rhythm Bastard, but without the A, so it's Rhythm BSTRD. I am on the podcast RPG Pals Club. Uh, it is a D&D 5th edition podcast. We are going through the Dragon Heist, uh, the, the campaign storyline, but we just fuck around, and most of the big like plot points in the, our campaign is... There's a battle of the bands to get our uh, bardic licenses, and we collect a shit ton of dogs. I play Oi, a punk drow monk who uh, you know led a slave rebellion in the Underdark because they're like, teach me how to, he was like, teach me how to jam. And they're like, you got to bust an ass here first. He's like, okay. Um, and last but not least, I am also part of the 3000 Brigade. We are an acting troupe that does big cosplay crossover shows once a year. As far as I'm aware of, we're doing it at Anime EY this year. Um, but yeah, it's just like a whole bunch of crossovers. And I think last year's show, I was uh, Green Link. I was Johnny Cage from Mortal Kombat. I was like a, a knight from the Fortnite. Um, and in previous years, I was like Chris Redfield, Tanya Ida, the male Wii Fit trainer Zangief. So it's just very fun and you know, kind of a way to get the creative juices flowing. So I you think that show those biceps. You also got to yeah, I got yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I, yeah, definitely. Um, also, I think my next convention, if it's not canceled, is going to be MizuCon. Um, but there's like a whole list of other cons, cons I'm going to be playing. So just, just follow my website and my Twitter and all that for the latest. So, yeah, thanks for having me on, man. No problem. Once again, Rhythm Bastard, check them yeah. out. Thanks again, Eric, for stopping by. Please check out RPG Pals Club over at twitter.com slash RPG Pals Club, one of his podcasts, role-playing games. They're a game show, right? I don't know. Uh, also, check out rhythmbastard.rocks for more information about him. Uh, the actual fun thing is that uh, he's he's doing currently a streamathon right now for, for charity, and I figure might as well plug that right now. Because uh, as of this recording, I'm still scheduled to make a, a slight appearance uh, to talk about game show video games. So I figure, hey, good time to also plug uh, a nice stream for a good cause. I think it's going to start May 2nd. So, hey, keep your eyes peeled. I'll be probably retweeting it constantly uh, and playing Animal Crossing in the same way. I love... Uh, America says is one of those games when I first saw it, I'm like, uh, you know, just game breaking, uh, oh, but the more I watch it, the more I enjoy watching it the same way I enjoy watching family feud. It's that immediate play along factor that goes with the show. John Michael Higgins is a blast to see as a host. And I would say it, it's one of the best GSN originals thus far. And I could see why there is a, 
uh, an enjoyment watching the show. The only thing that still bothers me is just that top prize. It's just like, come on, or at least make it like money in the front game. You know, like it's $100 per correct answer, something. Because to me, I, I mean, I know it's GSN and I know 15000 still a lot of money, but just make it even twenty. Just make it like an even twenty thousand. That's all I'm wanting here. Um, but I, I'd still find it enjoyable. And the the to me, that's all you need in a game show. Sometimes uh, a game show where it just feels like here's a TV screen play along is all that's necessary. And this is proof of a game show that works in just such an amazing regard. But now we got to get through the 110 part series exploring every pricing game from the prices right. This is the Pricing Game Spotlight. Shopping Spree. Premiere date, January 17th, 1996, 9813D. Finale date, Barker, May 14th, 2007, 3991K. Premiere date, Carry Era, November 30th, 2007, 4105K. The game is an exact opposite of credit card, but with four prizes instead of five. Kissin's given a specified amount, usually between $3,000 and $5,000, and shown four prizes. One at a time, they must select the three items whose prices total more than the given amount to win all four prizes. Shopping spree is the logical antithesis of credit card, as the object is spend least the given amount. Furthermore, the simplified effect of the game is to choose the three most expensive items out of four, whereas a credit card, it would simply choose the three least expensive items out of five. Shopping Spree also bears similarity to Danger Price, in which one prize out of four is to be avoided. In Shopping Spree, it is the least expensive item. In Danger Price, it's the item that matches the Danger Price, which I enjoy. I think this is kind of just least expensive, but with four prizes. Uh, history. Originally, the minimum total required to win was displayed on an orange-tinted seven-segment display. Any larger green seven-segment display showed how much money had to be spent. On the third playing, however, on February 16, 1996, the orange display for the goal has been replaced with a black-on-orange placard, and the green display now shows how much money is left to spend. If the game is won, though, the green ribbon will display the combined total of the three most expensive items and, in fact, was hardly shown on screen. April 8, 1996, Game's Tenflane, an error was made with selecting the cheapest item, does not always result in a loss. Weird. On November 25th, 2008, Air Dive Order, the game had to be taken out of rotation but returned October 13th, 2009. March 7th, 2013, it was a $20,000 bonus because of PCH week. Uh, losing Horns were not played on June 15th, 2014. June On January 3rd, 2017, Contessa won $20,000 because of PCH Publishers Clearance. Okay, fine. Here, Let's just go with the trivia. Three of the four prizes are each over $1,000. One remaining price is always under $1,000. Really? More than 9% of the time, they're in three three prizes priced over $1,000. Sometimes there are only two prizes that are over $1,000, and the other two being under $1,000, making winning the game a little more difficult. Most number of times the game was played any season was 17. Shopping Spree is one of the three new pricing games on the 10th, 11th season of uh, Season 36, aired out of order. I... I like this game. I like Shopping Spree when it's a least expensive and it's a doable format. I 
what I enjoy about it is simply put, it is a least expensive, but they don't really say so. What I think is smart about it is they tell you like three of these prices total about this amount. So you can win like a 20, like, like you can win a $7,000 prize package today. Pick the three items and you win. And this is like $2,000 and this is $3,000. And then if this is $3,000, you win something like that's always fun. And they're all very random prizes. So it's always an eclectic mix of what to buy, which I also enjoy. Uh, (laughs) It is such a fun little game. Uh, it plays a little fast um, and reminds me of Danger Price, which I'm glad the wiki brought up because instead of just like, which is this price you lose, this is simply just like, pick the least expensive item. But do you know what it is? Let's knock it out one at a time. Um, I like to say deal or no deal rules. You got to knock them out one at a time, leaving the least expensive product last. I enjoy that. And that's why I enjoy uh, seeing it played time and time again on The Price is Right. Uh, One of my all-time favorite pricing games, Shopping Spree. Easier to understand than Credit Card, where it's trying to be like pick the least expensive. This is pick the most expensive. And it's always kind of fun when someone picks a number and then something is like 400 bucks or something. And you're, oh, no. (laughs) Like, and oh, no, I didn't think it would be that low. I enjoy it. Um... And then that also brings for a sudden surprise to the game. Next time on the pricing game spotlight, I, I also I don't think we should change the maybe unless you do like an eShop kind of thing, like an Amazon. Other than that, I, I don't know. Next time on the pricing game spotlight, we'll be looking at a game that's as easy as one, two, three. That's the game. Easy as one, two, three. And that so means we are out of time. Damn it. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Game Shows, I suppose. We are available on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Google Play. We're pretty much anywhere where you can find an RSS feed to play a podcast. Be sure to tell your friends about Game Shows, I suppose, wherever you are. If you need something about Game Shows, we're one of maybe a half dozen podcasts out there uh anyway uh you can find me over on twitter at jordha j-o-r-d-h-a i'm also facebook at game shows podcast and hey patreon.com slash jordhaas if you want more weird stuff like this join me next week when i'll be talking about another great game show i suppose until then big smooch Thank you.